Welcome to Hashtags and Stilettos with Sakita Holly, the podcast that's like having your own personal publicist in your pocket, sharing business, lifestyle, and PR tips on demand. On this episode, I have a very special guest, Miss Nicole Kane. Nicole is a digital media maven and the editor-in-chief of exonicole.com, her second digital media property and the premier online destination for millennial women. The site covers a diverse range of topics such as business, beauty, sex, love, career, and travel, and seeks to educate, inspire, entertain, and most importantly, empower and remind women that not only are you in control of your own life, but you also have the power to rewrite the script at any moment. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you. <laughs> so how, how are you doing? How are you? I'm good. Like I said, I just, uh, well, I just came back from Essence Black Women in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of just, I took in all the inspiration there. And a funny story about Essence Black Women in Hollywood is, I think it was three years ago, um, I want to say it was 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. they uh, honored Oprah. And I've always wanted to meet Oprah. I finally got a chance, but um, I, I live probably a block or two up the street from where they held Essence Black Women in Hollywood. And mm-hmm. I was watching, they did a live stream for the first time that year I'm watching. And then I went on Instagram and I remember seeing all of my blogging peers at this Essence event, like mm-hmm. all of them, like there wasn't anybody left out but me. And mm-hmm. I remember at the time thinking, like I, I actually cried. It hurt me a little bit. And I, mm-hmm. and I felt like, wow, they don't feel like I deserve to be in that room. And I mm-hmm. felt like that was almost one of the defining moments because I had a lot of them where mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to be Nicole Bitchy anymore because I felt like that was a, I wanted to be invited to the rooms that were for women who were empowering women and inspiring women. And, and that included uh, Black Girls Rock, you right. know, NAACP Image Awards. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I didn't care about the other shows like Grammys, MTV, and and all those. I wanted to be in those rooms where they celebrated women who inspired other women. So the fact that they did not uh, invite me that year, I really took it hard. So when this year, when I got the invite, you know, it was kind of like bittersweet. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm finally invited to that room. Right. That's that's awesome. So how did it feel? to be there, to, to get to, to be in that moment? Um, it, I was there taking everything in, like, it was a lot of networking going on, but I was, I wanted to just go in a corner. A lot of people don't know I have social anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so in a room like that, I shrink myself Mm -hmm. immediately. As soon as I walk in, I'm not the type of person that feels like, you know, hi, I'm this person. I have I've accomplished all of these things. I want to go in a corner <laughs> and just watch. And right. so what was happening is a lot of people, I was surprised, but a lot of people were coming up to me talking about the transition mm-hmm. and how proud they were. And I needed that validation, like, because it's, it has been a hard transition, but every single person came over and I'm so proud of you and just what you had the courage to do. And mm-hmm. That was, I almost felt like God placed me in that event to give me confirmation. You're doing the right thing. Right. As, so it was kind of a reminder. And what's crazy, you know, I was I was thinking about this. It hasn't even been a year since you put up your goodbye letter. It, I think you did it in July. July and, yeah. you, you know, Exo Nicole came a few months after that. So it's still 
a baby. But even in those few months, it feels like home. Like it feels like it's, it's been around forever. And it's like this safe space that normally, you know, it takes years to build that. And you, you just mentioned, you know, how difficult it was for you to go through that transition. But when you hear people tell you that they're proud of you, like they did at the event. And when you hear, you know, how I talk about XO Nicole, what does that feel like to you? Um, just like validation to keep going. And I think mm-hmm. with anyone going through a transition, it is not going to be easy. I think the the thing is, we've seen a lot of people go through transitions, Oprah, Steve Harvey, and right, right now we're just seeing, we're seeing them on the other side winning. Mm-hmm. But, a, but a lot of times you don't get to go through that rough patch with them where yeah. they're, you know, it's not going so well. Kind of like Oprah, you know, for two, maybe two years, mm-hmm. we the press, anytime they could mention it, they made it a point to mention that the network was losing money, that it was right. failing. Like, you know, I can only, I can't even imagine what that feels like at that caliber right. um, when, you know, the world is watching. And mm-hmm. so, but I don't think we actually were able to go through the emotions with her and how she personally felt mm-hmm. during this time. Um, so that's why it was important for me to start doing interviews again because I kind of just went to a shell and became a hermit and took, I used to be so transparent and I feel like uh, I took my life back for a second. And I'm like, whatever I'm going through, whether it's happy or sad relationships, whatever, I don't have to share it with you guys anymore. I just want it for myself. So, um, but in that, in that period, I did start losing connection with Mm -hmm. my audience because I had been so transparent and now I'm so closed off and it's like, well, what's going on with her? Right. Well, what I will say about that is it's interesting that you say you're closed off because I think your audience, like even if people did not read uh, religiously, Nicole Bitchy and are on XO Nicole every day now because the content is just so addicting, people still cared about you and they kind of followed your story. And I think that it may be, even though, you know, everybody knows that we want to know what you have going on, it may be a little bit refreshing to see you in this way now where you've taken a step back a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people, they're unhappy in some part of their lives and it's like they want to move on to something better, but they feel stuck. And you just talked about, you know, that you know, from Oprah's vantage point, how they kind of killed her for, you know, the owns ratings and and money problems in the beginning. And with your first site, you had a lot of external success and recognition as well, which I know made it a lot difficult, a lot more difficult for you to pivot. So what was like the final catalyst or thing that led you to the moment when you were like, okay, I'm not only writing this goodbye letter, but I'm, I'm publishing it. Um, I had so many, like I've been trying to leave the Nicole Bitchy site for at least five to six years. Well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say four years. I probably, mm-hmm. the two years prior, I probably was like, mm, I kind of want to do something different. But mm-hmm. then it was those last four years where it was like, I was daydreaming. Right. I was leaving every single day. And I just didn't have the guts because, you know, it made good money, afforded me a great lifestyle. And when you do something like that, or I have a platform like that for so long, as much as I didn't want to admit it, it defined me in a way. So mm-hmm. who am I when I leave this? 
Right. And that was a gift and a curse because I didn't like it defining me. I didn't like being Nicole Bitchy. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think the final thing, just knowing, I knew in my heart, and well, God told me this too. God, mm-hmm. Just like God told me to come to Arizona. But, <laughs> <laughs> but God also told me, if you want this happy, joy, joy-filled life mm-hmm. that you always dreamed of, you have to give up this sight. There's no way you can live a happy life and that be that invested in other mm-hmm. people people's lives. Which, if you're a gossip blogger, you ha- like you have no choice but to be invested in everyone's lives and mm. especially celebrities and right. know what they're doing at all times. You know, at mm-hmm. all times, whether in. I, I wasn't writing the content um, towards mm-hmm. the end, but I still had a good idea of what was going on with every single person. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I knew I could not live a happy life um, engaging in that. And and so that's what finally made me, I was like, well, I'll be broke, but I'll be happy. Or, right. You know, whatever. <laughs> you right. Gotta, sometimes you got to give up something to get something. And so- right. Like just just knowing I had like a a good happy life around the corner if I was just willing to give up this one thing right it pushed me there yeah and that that actually reminds me of like one of my favorite quotes is what you risk reveals what you value mm-hmm. and sometimes you got to kind of give up the the cushy side of it just to get yourself back and I think that's that's what you talked about Definitely. you al- you also mentioned something really really important that I think so many people struggle with. It's that our professional lives and the work that we do is so intertwined with our sense of identity. So if that, for some reason, if we decide to walk away from it, or if it gets, you know, if we get laid off or somehow gets taken from us in any other way, how we can't really reconcile that. And some of us spiral into a depression. So you know, where you are right now and going into this next chapter with Exo Nicole, how do you feel you can separate the two? Because it's still, it's another, you know, property in, in business that bears your name. Um, I don't know. I, I wanted to go back to what you said, because we just did an article on, what's her name? Rhonda Rousey? Is that yes. how you pronounce it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was on Ellen and um, she said that after her loss, she mm-hmm. wanted to kill herself because mm. it's almost like, like it's almost like that loss or that fail d- defined her. She she wasn't defined by her wins, by that, but by that right. one loss or fail. And that that is a reminder that sometimes we do place so much value on our wins and our mm-hmm. and our titles and and all these things mm-hmm. that like you, you're lost when it's taken away. And, and that scared me too, because towards the end of Nicole Bitchy, like, first of all, it was hard for me to have relationships because mm. I always wanted to know who are you here for who you think I am because mm. of this name, you know, because of like, you know, what I've accomplished right. or are you here for me? And mm-hmm. so, um, Towards the end, it was this big thing. If I leave this, and that's why I came to Arizona because I didn't even want to risk, you know, like you one went day where nobody would know you. <laughs> I sure did. I went to Arizona because uh, I was so scared that some of the friends I had, I was like, when I wake up, are they still going to be here if I'm mm-hmm. of no use to them? Right. You know, mm-hmm. like it's nothing I can, well, I, nothing I can do for them, you know, professionally except be a friend. Right. Um, 
And so when you start having, and that's nothing but the devil, because, you know, if people are your friends and, and, and you got to be a friend, I I think my problem was I had to understand you got to be a friend to have friends, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's a word. (laughs) (laughs) So I, instead of wondering, is this person still going to be here? If I leave this site, maybe I need to work on being a better friend because Mm. no matter what my work was, if I was a great person and I was there every time, like I had to look back at myself and say, were you there every time they needed you and Mm -hmm. they called you late night? No, you're somewhere working Mm -hmm. or I can't pick this up right now. I got to do this work. And so you just put your job in front of, um, you know, over your friendships. So when you leave this job and there and you look up and you feel like your friendships aren't there or your relationships or whatever, I feel like, I played a part in that if that mm. was to happen. So, right. yeah, that's, that's key. No, that's, that's a major, I'm not that's a major. victim. Like, right. Oh, everybody disappeared because I no longer did this before. No, like you got to look back at how you contributed to, right. And, you know, and be self-aware. Exactly. Okay. And, and that's why I, I came out again. That's why I came to Arizona to be, be more aware. Mm-hmm. And be more present in my relationships. Right. Um, and and I like I've evolved so much. I've evolved so much since I started EXO Nicole. And it's mm-hmm. I'm evolving through the stories of other women, like the things they went through. Right. I like, like if you if you're focused on gossip all day long, and I keep stressing this because I didn't understand how it affected my life and mm, your energy. Folks, Yes. And this is for anybody. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I actually made money from it in a career out of it. But if you're focused on gossip all day long and what everybody else is doing, how are you personally growing? How are you personally developing? And so I feel like my growth was stunted as a woman. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and so now, like over these last eight months, I've had all these different experiences as a woman and and, you know, whether it's from falling in love, heartbreak, mm-hmm. uh, even in my friendships. And I'm like, wow, like <laughs> right. I, I had no idea how much that career path stunned me until I left. That's that's crazy. But it's I, I get it because you you don't realize how disconnected you are from certain things until you're able to just have it just more clarity and, and see things in a different way. And you talked about, you know, you're able to now grow and learn from the stories of the women uh, that you feature on your site. And and that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. And one of the main reasons I love Exo Nicole is because, you know, we're both trying to provide a platform to have conversations that no one else is having about mm-hmm. real shit that we're experiencing and going through in our personal and professional lives. And, you know, what's providing space for these types of conversations intentional on your part? So um, I will say this. Um, I want to make sure I get back to one of my biggest regrets. So okay. maybe re- remind me of that later. Okay. Um, I launched Exo Nicole right before I, I um, left. I want to I say two things. Mm-hmm. Another thing when you said when was the defining moment for me to leave mm-hmm. Nicole Bitchy. Cause I want to shout out Bevy Smith. Okay. <laughs> I really do. Okay. Cause she had that life with vision. Yes. Um, 
you know, dinner in New York. And I, and I really want to like, just praise people who are doing, whether you with the podcast, I, I've listened to at least four or five of your podcasts. Thank you. Amazing. Um, I tell people, if you don't like a lot of people, you reach out and they want mentors and they, mm-hmm. if you don't have mentors, books and podcasts is all right. you need. Like, right. Right. You know, this is all true. you need. And you wake up every morning and you, if you can't read a book, you put on that podcast as background because it gets into your conscious. Right. So if you want to, you know, grow and progress, mm-hmm. sure you're constantly listening to those things. And like I said, I wasn't doing that. I was, I was logging in and, and taking in the gossip every morning versus right. these things that helped me. But anyway, Bevy Smith had Life With Vision. And I wanted to go because I loved her transition. I saw her, you know, she was a big time ad exec. And now she's doing, you know, things that she's passionate about. Mm-hmm. And she's making a lot of money. And then she was on TV. And um, I was like, I need to go get this good word. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I went and the like the week before she contacts me and asks, can, could I be her guest of honor? And I'm thinking, no, I just want to be a guest. Like, right. I'm not trying to be just of honor. And absorb. I just want to absorb. But I'm like, okay, baby, I'll be a guest of honor. Mm-hmm. So in the event, you know, she went through her story. I'm feeling touched. I'm almost in tears. Mm-hmm. And then she calls me up to the front of the room. And by that time, I was like clocked out because mm-hmm. I already knew what I had to do. Like she had already convinced me it's time to leave this website. And this is September of 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She called me up to the front of the room and she asked me, she talked about my success. And then she, she said, you know, tell everybody how you got started. And I just started crying, mm-hmm. just bawling, crying in front of this room. I'm supposed to be the guest of honor and giving them <laughs> And you I'm, falling apart. <laughs> I'm falling apart in front of the room. I'm supposed to be giving them words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I'm crying because she like, she hugged me. And I, I said, I'm crying because there, I cannot sit here and give you words of wisdom or, or advice or, or encourage you when I have a brand I do not love. Mm. And I do not like being Nicole bitchy. And I, I've been feeling this way for so long. And, Everybody was so encouraging and like everyone said, you know, they were giving me like people were saying that they noticed that I had lost kind of passion that mm-hmm. followed me, which, you know, it's when you get to a point place where you lose passion for something, there's nowhere else for you to like when I left Nicole Vichy, it was at the highest level of traffic we ever got mm-hmm. in the history of the site. Wow. But I knew in my heart, I cannot take this site higher because I've lost passion. So the only way for me to go, the only direction for me to go right now is down. Mm. So I either force myself out or I fall off. Right. There, there's only two options. Mm. And, and so I forced myself out. But I say all that to say, for me to publicly say that in a room full of people, I had to take accountability now. Because right. now they're looking at me and they're like, you told us that you don't like what you do. Mm-hmm. But how long are you going to stay at something that's not fulfilling you? So in my mind, I was, it was very important for me to launch Exo Nicole before the year anniversary that I had made that revelation in front of those people at that event. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, but I don't know what the question was before that. That just came over me. No, I, and you see, I let you go, right? Yeah, you let me just let, let me <laughs> yes, go ahead and tell the story. Because, <laughs> yes, because that is, and, and I've heard that story before, but it's important. 
um, this this whole concept of timing, right? Definitely. You know, my grandmother says to me, everything happens in divine, right, and correct order. And if we have, if we're going to believe that for the good things, we also have to believe that for the not so good things. And I know you you've talked publicly about how difficult it was because it took you years to kind of finally one figure out what that next step would be and then take it. But again, timing, it's like it has to kind of run its course. And and I love what you talked about in terms of accountability, but all those different things that you did leading up to it had to happen. It had to happen the way that okay. it happened. Yeah. You and, know? Then, and maybe, because I was about to tell you a regret, but maybe it's not mm-hmm. a regret now that you're talking about timing. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard this quote and it's, I, I, it's just, it touches me every day. And it's uh, timing is the one thing we forget to surrender to. And mm. I feel like, a lot of my uh, depression or suffering has come from trying to. Damn it! Oh, <laughs> don't make me cry because we gonna be here boohooing. <laughs> I swear, if there is an interview that I do not cry, I need to like, like I cry a lot. But it's it's only because this is this is your life and you you've lived through this and like you said for Oprah we didn't we didn't we saw it but we didn't live through it so you know how that feels so definitely. let it out definitely and i feel like a lot of my suffering and depression has come from trying to force an outcome mm. versus surrendering to life and letting it happen the way right. it's supposed to happen you know, so when I, um, I was, I've been telling people this is my regret, but I don't want to look at it as a regret. And mm-hmm. I'm going to stop saying that starting today. But okay. when I left Nicole Bitchy was July 2nd, I went on a week vacation just to get away from everything to Mexico mm-hmm. the next day out. I came back and the people on my team we're like, you had this vision to do this very empowering website. Let's get started on it, you know. And then it was a date thrown at me. Let's, let's. So, uh, so they did that. I don't want to. I don't want to like put place the blame because I was like, okay, this makes perfect sense. Let's do it. Like, no, I, I, I love that they had your back. I love yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. But I was saying it was a regret of mine because I went to work on Excel. Exo Nicole immediately ah, okay. a week later. Mm-hmm. And since there's a date there, like I worked for six weeks straight. I had to find a managing editor. Now I got to find a writer. It's like for six weeks straight, I did not leave my house. I had mm-hmm. Safeway delivering my groceries and I right. worked nonstop on this launching this site. Mm-hmm. The problem is I just came off of eight years of working nonstop right. on a website where I didn't get a break. Mm. You know, and then I go right back into working on nonstop on something else. If I could do it all over again, I would have took at least six months to get to some know time. Mm. I would have traveled. I would have because when you've done something for so long, like I said, when you let it go, you it's a sense of, oh, my God, who am I? Right. And I feel like I should have took time to find out who I was during that time and what I like and, and, and live a little, mm-hmm. but I went straight back to work. And somebody, one of my friends was like, I think you, I think you like, you know, working that crazy, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, 
So by the time my birthday came around, which was September 2nd, a week after Mm -hmm. I launched the site, Mm -hmm. I was already burned out. Mm. And the site ain't even up a week. I'm burned. Like, I'm burned and I'm now resentful of this site. Mm. And I'm over it. (laughs) Right. I'm like, how can I be passionate about this? And I'm working my ass off again. Like, I just started. And I remember walking through a parking lot on my birthday, bawling, crying. Because and telling myself, because you know we're we're we are our worst critics. So I'm like, girl, you must be like the way I was talking to myself was very mentally abusive. It was like, girl, you must have lost your mind. Mm -hmm. You must be delusional to have ended one brand and now you're starting all over again from the bottom. You want kids. You want a husband. Mm -hmm. How are you going to even find time for that right now? Mm-hmm. With, you know, because this site is such a baby and it's going to take so much energy to get it to where you want it to be. Right. And I was like devastated, like just crying all day long. And mm-hmm. I'm still in that space where okay. I am burned out. That's why I don't do a lot of writing and I hid myself. But um, I'm a little bit more positive than I was over the last six or seven months. Okay. Um, but I was in a very negative space mm-hmm. work-wise as far as um, when you start a new brand. I, 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 I self-funded Exo Nicole, mm-hmm. and, I, and I agreed very early on, I'm going to pay everyone from my bank account, writers, you know, server bills, everything mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. my own bank account. And, you know, we'll, we'll get an advertising check and I'll get my money back, you know, eventually. Well, after that six months hit and I'm still in the red and, you know, all the, and I lost all this money and I'm starting to think about all the things I could have did with all that money. I I I lost, I put it, you know, you invested in yourself if you're investing in your brand, but that's when it, it felt like I started hitting like, I didn't feel like I was hitting rock bottom because you have to, I, one thing I learned, you have to look at rewards. Mm-hmm. Um, your perspective of rewards have to change. And my perspective re- of rewards was financial. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I didn't feel like no matter how many people came up to me and told me how much they loved my site, all I could think was, but yeah, this site about to break me, honey. I'm about to right. be on somebody's couches. I'm about right. to be couch surfing again. <laughs> I'm about to be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was like, I'm about to be going through a hard, hard fall. So I wasn't able to look at the positive rewards, which my life changed positively. Mm-hmm. Like in my personal life, I was very happy. I was very happy with every. The way I envisioned my life once mm-hmm. I left Nicole Bitchy outside of the career stuff, I was very happy. I was in bliss. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I met a guy and, and, you know, I loved him a lot. And I was mm-hmm. able, I, well, a little bit to love him. Right. <laughs> and, work in progress. Work in progress. <laughs> and I only said that because, like, I feel like I always felt like work had to be amazing for mm-hmm. me to give somebody your really time. great my time and my mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And if I wait till that moment where work is going exactly Listen. how I want it to be, <laughs> I might as well go ahead by my cats. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going right. to be a very lonely woman. Like right. if you're going like if it's the right person, no matter what you're going through at, with your job, your career or whatever, they're going to be there through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. And and 
there's always, I'm all, I always say, I wish you could date like another version of me once I get it, figured it out. Right. But we probably, we probably, we may never figure it out. It's always it's, something else. So this, this is true. <laughs> and I definitely want to go back to something you said about you're, you're shifting, you're in this kind of space where you're starting to shift your perspective on what you used to describe as your biggest regret, jumping right into Exo Nicole. Mm-hmm. And you took a vacation the week after. And what I want to ask you is when, you know, when will you give yourself permission to live? Because, you know, I identify with putting conditions on things. So for me in my dating life, it's the same way. It's like, okay, if I can just get these few clients lined up, if I could just do this, then I can, you know, go on these dates. It's kind of a, a, a reward system. And it's like, when... When are you going to say that, okay, everything's not perfect right now with the site, you know, I may still be in the red, but it's okay to take this time. And then if you think about how great and gracious your team was and how they kind of rallied around you, definitely. you know, do you feel comfortable enough of, f- to live even as you build? Um, I'm living now, but... Okay. It's crazy because I think my managing editor was like, I just think, you know, once, once the site get to the, uh, where you want it to be or the, um, the level of Nicole bitchy, you'll, you'll, you know, relax a little bit. And I stopped her and I was like, well, I've let go of it getting to the level of Nicole bitchy. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe now that I think about it, I don't want that to come across as negative, but I told her I made a lot of sacrifices for Nicole bitchy to get to where it got. Mm-hmm. And I, and I gave up my entire life and I'm not, I'm not willing to do that again. Okay. And so, you know, now I'm splitting my time, mm-hmm. um, with doing things that I enjoy. I, I, you know, I used to be on a computer 20 hours a day, 18 hours a day. Now I'm on a computer, maybe four hours a day total. Right. Um, and it's because I'm allowing myself to live and, even with Nicole Bitchy, the um, majority of the eight years that I had that site, I was celibate. And I just told Devon Franklin that because, you know, they have to book out the weight. Mm -hmm. And I said, I feel like that helped me have clarity in my life and Mm -hmm. my judgment wasn't clouded. So, you know, I took away that distraction of sex and, and relationships and all that. And I was able to focus completely on my, um, website growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not willing to make half of those sacrifices I made then. That was easier because I was younger. Right. So my eggs, I have frozen <laughs> my eggs. Honey, that biological clock is real and it is ticking. <laughs> listen, I, mine on this side is, is super loud too. I'm like, <laughs> when did I install you? You are exactly. like loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. I get it. And I'm talking about your team a little bit more. A lot of the listeners are small business owners or aspiring entrepreneurs. And one of the biggest challenges that I hear from them is like learning how to scale their business by hiring employees or contract workers. Like I'm curious about how you've built the team at your first site and also Exo Nicole. Is it something that just came naturally to you or, or how did you figure out how to navigate that? Um, well, I made a lot of mistakes with Exo Nicole. I will say that. And okay. I, I say that because since I'm self-funding this site, and even if it was funded, I still should have had a better budget 
mm-hmm. technique. But I wanted to offer competitive rates mm. because I knew I wanted some of the best writing and I wanted to, I won't say compete because the only person I was really competing with was I keep getting compared to my old site, mm-hmm. but I wanted to transition to the space smoothly and be able to sit among sites that were targeted towards uh, women interests mm-hmm. and African-American women or women of color. Um, so I was willing to spend a lot of money to make sure that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I launched the site, one thing I didn't do, which I think is incredibly one of the biggest mistakes I made was I kept my server bill. First of all, like I blew my budget out, like, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. offer it. Like there's people that said, there's people that would have wrote for you for free, but I don't like people working for free. Right. I don't like having interns. I don't like free help because I know the struggle. And I've been an intern before. People got, like, I can't sleep at night knowing that you're working for me for free and you barely can pay your phone bill. Right. And so I don't know how to navigate. I still don't know how to navigate that space of free help. Mm. So, you know, people, you know, uh, uh, come through the editor's box and they're willing to have their stuff published in exchange for links back and stuff. And that helps me so much. Mm-hmm. But um, another thing I didn't do was my server bill. I don't, it's, I kept my server bill at the same rate that I was mm-hmm. paying when I had uh, Nicole Bitchy. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like having a three, four, five bedroom house because you have a husband and y'all got five kids or three kids, but then you get a you get you a divorce. Downsize. Mm-hmm. You downsize, right? It, like you don't need that three that all that all the rooms anymore. So, so you didn't downsize with the server. I didn't until mm. I just downsized like a week a week ago. I reached out to my um, hosting my service provider and I said, mm-hmm. look. I know I'm not using or I don't need all of this. Like, can mm-hmm. we, can we cut this in half? Like what's, and they cut it in half, like no questions. And right. it took one email and it was just like, I would have saved at least 10 grand, mm. 10, 12, 15 grand, whatever over the last six or seven months. If I had did that in the beginning. Mm. So that was like one of those things where like, it's Okay. I was so busy trying to, um, I knew people would compare me to the old site that I try to do everything big, right. have all these writers, make sure I have at least seven posts a day because that's what they were used to on the old site. Mm-hmm. I could have started and did two posts a day, I guess, but I wanted to, I just wanted to, that pressure of living up to that old site made me spend so much money trying to live up to the old site. Right. Right. So you were essentially, instead of focusing on starting a new race, you were jumping into a race that had already started and been going on for a while. That's that's definitely a a smart, uh, like in hindsight, you're like, okay, I I could have done that a little bit different. And just staying on the the business side and the team side, it's a, you know, what percentage of your team and probably 90 to a hundred percent maybe is made up of remote workers and how, do you manage that when everybody is working independently? Um, 
Yeah, most of the team, like 100% is mm-hmm. working remotely right now. I feel like we'd grow a lot faster if we were, you know, a few mm-hmm. of us in the same room together. But again, office, that's another expense that I didn't mm-hmm. want to pick up. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> office, and, and then you got to pay for the office furniture. Furnishing and I'm people just, want a cup of coffee these days. Yes, like it's, it's, it's a lot. Like, gotta work mm-hmm. it out if that's where it's supposed to go. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We just have a lot of contributors, and and it is hard to keep people motivated. It's times where I've felt like, okay, everybody is burned out. We're taking three days off, mm-hmm. and I and it, it was just recently. I I gave like all our main writers that write on the site. Mm-hmm. three days off and I I started uh I would pull old content to the front and I know people notice like oh she's pulling old content to the front the home page but I need everybody needs a break right now mm-hmm. you know so right. right and even pushing forward I think I'm gonna um bring down the amount of content we post a day and we might even go down to three articles versus a seven or eight or whatever mm-hmm. um just to save the budget a little bit and focus more on our exclusives and features and, and the things that we see that work on the site versus having a bunch of fillers as well. Because Mm -hmm. if you think about it, a lot of sites, they're publishing a lot of content, Mm -hmm. but like no one's engaging with a lot of that content. It might be an article here, an article there. So why not just focus on the quality versus the quantity? Right. And also nobody's engaging with their readers uh, the way you guys do. And I think that's a huge um, thing that not only people come to expect, but it helps to retain an audience. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So I think that's an that's an excellent thing that you guys do. Have you ever considered um, getting funding for the business in terms, you know, venture capital or some type of investment? As a. I just feel like it's a little bit harder in our space mm-hmm. to convince people that um, like you have a good business idea and it'll work. I, I feel like a lot of people feel as though like black women are tar- the target. I, I don't want to say black women. I want to say women of color because mm-hmm. we kind of target like when I, decided to launch this site, I felt like there wasn't a space where 18 to 34 year old women of color and especially black women could go and see their image down the page, you know, while we're talking about things from, you know, sex to yeast infections, you know, to y'all talking about, y'all talking about a lot of stuff on there. (laughs) I mean, Like we wanted to have the type of conversations you have with your girls, right? You know, and bring and y'all, it. To, y'all are, y'all are. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you. We did had all types of vagina articles on Listen. there, but mm-hmm. but I wanted to, you know, touch on topics that people were scared. I, I I was like, you know, a lot of sites is geared towards black women. Don't even touch on really sex, and I, I'm like, they, they scratch this, barely scratch the surface. Yeah, and I think it it it's how we're viewed as society. Mm-hmm. We're not as black women. We're we can't. We're not expected to talk about sex at all. Like right. or, you know. Um, and I'm not like encouraging like crazy wild right, sex. Right. But I'm saying like at the end of the day, if people are having babies. They're having sex. 
Right. So <laughs> you're, it's, it's more educational and it's more, exactly. you know, I know you're thinking this, but who can you go to, to, to talk about it? And that's what I mentioned earlier with, you know, you've built this safe space where people can go and, and say, okay, if my man asks me to stick a finger in his butt. <laughs> right. Right. I'm going to like, try it. Like, right. Okay. Right. So and, and you guys and provide it's that. Too. It's mm-hmm. funny because I, I, I love the writer of the post that go deep. Like, mm-hmm. look, I found his G spot. I put my finger in his, but whatever it is. <laughs> because right. I mean, there's someone that I'm, I'm sure there's more than a few people that went and tried that, you know, and their sex lives might've went up, you right. know, <laughs> they'll you be, they'll be know. tweeting you soon. Just, they'll be tweeting you soon. <laughs> and it's funny because this site has made me less judgmental, mm. more empathetic, more compassionate, mm-hmm. you know, to, the lifestyles of other women, what, mm-hmm. no matter how they live. And if I agree or disagree, I'm, I was way more judgmental when I was a gossip blogger mm-hmm. about how people were living their lives. Now I'm very open-minded and I'm like, if that floats your boat, boom, like, and right. I'm living vicariously through you, girl. Right. You know with your bomb sex life. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. So <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. And one of the things that I want to I want to talk about is, you know, we, we've talked about just this kind of your you're changing your own definition of what balance is and what balance means to you. So what kinds of things are you doing for yourself these days? Um, well, it's funny because when I was out in L.A., everyone brought up the fact that, you know, I'm into fitness now. And mm-hmm. I didn't go into fitness because it's popular or, or whatever may be happening on Instagram. I I started fit, I started going to the gym because it was like self-care. Like, I was so stressed out at my computer all day. And I was like, I got to channel this into, I got to do something else that brings me fulfillment mm-hmm. versus sitting here and obsessing over the money I might be losing right now. Okay, let me get myself to this gym every day. And I noticed that on the days I went to the gym, I felt so much more greater than, you know, but the days I didn't, I'd be falling into like, you know, these little bouts of depression. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there was an opportunity that came up for me to do a competition, a bikini competition. And I felt like, Okay, that's me working towards something and may and, and, and it's gonna make me be take this more serious. Right. Be on a strict, you know, nutrition plan. And so I decided to do that and I've been working towards this bikini competition. But I will say I'm I'm probably in the best health, mm. like like the best health I've had in a long time. In twenty fourteen, the beginning of twenty fourteen, I went to the doctor and she was ringing my phone two weeks later, like off the hook. Because mm-hmm. I was so malnutritioned. Mm-hmm. And at the time I had got so stressed, I had stopped. Like I was very dehydrated because I didn't drink a lot of water. I had stopped eating, but I was dying. Like, and I won't say dying inside, I was literally dying, like right. killing myself. Right. Being stressed out. And they couldn't even get my heart rate when I went into the doctor because wow. it was so faint. Um, and that's what we do. And I, I never want to get to that point where I'm, I'm just so drowning in depression or stress and over something I can't control in my business. It's mm-hmm. not even anything I'm going through personally. It's my business each time, hair falling out, go, you know, balding, all that stuff. Right. And you look back and you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> right. right. This thing is going to work itself out eventually. I, want, I don't want to kill myself before it does. 
Right. That's, that's a, that's a big, a big thing. I love that you talked about exercising because a lot of people are, you know, just discovering different ways to get active. And it's true when, when I, you know, start my day with exercise where I, I get those 15 to 30 minutes in, I mm. feel, you breathe a little bit. You're like, okay, okay, maybe I can get to tomorrow. <laughs> maybe, maybe I can, you know, not curse this person out that's trying exactly. in, my, in my inbox right now. Um, but, but speaking of like just some of those hard things and, you know, I'm going to get, uh, we're about to wrap it up in a second, but I want to talk about support systems. And although our circumstances are very different, neither one of us have our parents in our lives. And I know for me, you know, even though I have a few people that I can go to, there's still this like huge void in this sense that not only am I missing out, but I don't have that like built in safety net and entrepreneurship has, you know, before uh, I was an entrepreneur and then uh, right before that, my great grandmother also passed away. And I hadn't, I don't remember having anxiety or depression or any of those things. But when, you know, she passed and then I, I jumped into entrepreneurship, all that shit came to the surface. Like, hey, girl, yeah. you know, we've been here. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like it all came up and I've really struggled with how to deal and navigate um, that. But I, I also now know the importance of, okay, if you don't have that built-in support system, let me figure out how to build it with the people that are around me, my friends, you know, my grandmother and, and what have you. So how have you dealt with that in, you know, how have you gone about building a support system or network of people who can rally around you? Um, for me personally, it's very important. And in Arizona, and I tell people, this a lot. Uh, a lot of the friends I had, I felt like they didn't relate to me as a person. So you got mm-hmm. to to put your friends in compartments. Like, mm-hmm. okay, th- these friends over here are good for a good time. We can go out, have a drink on Friday nights. We can go party it up together. But that's not the friends I'm going to bring business situations to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to have them conversations with those friends because if not, it's just going to leave me frustrated. Because mm-hmm. um, those, those friends is in that, like I go out and I drink. If I try to bring up, oh, my business is failing or something like that, the first thing they're going to do is, well, have you ever thought about going back? Right. What? You know <laughs> right. That? And then now you're ready to fight. <laughs> right. You know, because, honey, like, no, this is always forward and we're evolving. We're not going back to anything. That's like you asking me to go back to a relationship that, stop serving me. No, we're not going back. We're pushing forward. So that will frustrate you if you don't know how to put your friends in compartments and you're, 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 you're doing business talks with, and they're not on thinking the way you're thinking. Right. So then you have your friends who my circle of friends who have all taken a leap and who are all entrepreneurs. Mm. And so, so they get it. I call them and it's so refreshing to hear their perspective, because like you said, they get it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you have to be very careful about that. Like just making sure you have your, your friends in different compartments. You got your people you can rah, rah and have a good time with, but you, you have to have that, that network of people who have taken the walk you walk, the risk that you have, and they, they understand yeah. And, um, that, that's been my biggest, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just now working on that. And, but even with the evolution and me leaving my old site, uh, God has brought so many amazing people into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's because it's a shift in my energy, you know, but, um, 
I, I'm blessed that the people you placed in my life, even going to LA, I had so many conversations with some of my old friends Mm -hmm. and they were so enlightened and, and aware. And I'm just like, I'm like, God, thank you. Like, when you, I, I, I have a friend, Alicia Renee, mm-hmm. and she, uh, I think she's an actress right now, does a lot of TV work, mm-hmm. and that girl is anointed, but while I'm listening to her talk, I'm like, I wish everyone had a friend like you that they could, like, get this type of sound advice from, and just, mm-hmm. you know, so it's very important that, like, Will Smith said, at a panel I was at, he said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And when you think of things like that, you really got to be careful. Right. And you got to start making a shift. You start doing the math, like hold up. It's just as important as the food you eat, Mm -hmm. you know, the nourishment that you, you know, intake. So I want to say like, you just really have to be, I, I noticed I was hanging around with some friends and they always wanted to go shopping or they always wanted to do this. And it wasn't adding value to my life. And mm. I started getting like all angry and my energy started getting all, no, that's, that's the cue. Mm-hmm. You know what? Me and you can talk every now and then, but yeah, you just can't be afraid to shift your circle. And a lot of people don't because of loyalty, but if mm. people, if they aren't adding value to your life in some way, you can move on. To, I, I just wanted to let a moment pass because that that right there. Yeah, and, and someone just someone just wrote an article for Exo Nicole mm-hmm. about uh, advisory board, like creating your yes. advisory board. Yes, yes, yeah, for pers- personal life and professional. I've had that conversation too. It's so important Definitely. because we people, and I think that's another thing that society kind of puts on black women is that they just expect us to put up with whatever. And, you know, loyalty kills us in a lot of ways, but I just, I, that's, that's a whole, maybe you'll have to come back because that is a, is a whole nother topic, but I just want to end off on this note and knowing what you know now, how do you define success for you? Oh, my perception of success has changed. Um, and only because I saw a lot of my friends that like I I had to be humbled. God humbled me because I used to be like, if you're if like what you're sleeping, you don't want this success mm-hmm. or, you know, or right. I looked at people if they just uh, if they were comfortable with just whether it's a nine to five or like living every day the same. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, why? Why is everyone settling for that? Mm. And I feel like now I feel like, you know, because that's what makes some people happy. And I've seen some of the happiest people being comfortable and complacent where us risk takers and, you know, people in the industry and we, we dealing with a lot of depression right? and we don't see a lot of happy days. And so, <laughs> so my perception definitely changed. Like, um, Success for me is being a mother. I'm not a mother yet. Mm. Being someone's mother and and having love in my life. Love is very important. And I will take love over the money any day. Okay. So that's that's how success has changed for me and my perception of what I feel it is. And I pray to God that he lets me have it all. That's awesome. That's that's the perfect way to end this. I just have to say thank you again for for doing this interview. I, I've been really enjoyed that conversation. 
thank you for having me. I love it. And I cannot wait to, you know, see where you take this. Thank you so much.